What's up, Vibe Tribe? Man, y'all must be in, like, some very financial, like, really deep. Don't worry about it. Let go and watch it flow. How's everybody doing today? It's 4.46 in the morning. Yeah, trying some different things out in this thing called life. You know, there's little tidbits that I pick up on in my life when maybe I'm paying attention to somebody I admire a little bit, right? I admire Mark Wahlberg. I think he's created one hell of a career for himself, right? But it's not it's not like everybody else, right? Mark Wahlberg is kind of almost like his own entity out there. <laughs> you don't know what to think about the guy. But he's a great actor. But what really gets me is listening to the things certain people do. Mark Wahlberg has a very big habit of going to bed at like 7, 8 o'clock at night. And he gets up very early. And he starts his routines and he starts doing what he does. I think he gets up at 3 in the morning. Why does Mark Wahlberg do this? You know, these are things I, I ask myself a lot about. The information that's right in front of our faces for, you know, the, the carrot, we'll call it the billionaire carrot, that, that, that life carrot, that freedom carrot. But you know, a lot of billionaires out there, they don't talk about the freedom of it. They talk about how they just keep working. It's not really something that um, I like the sound of, but I get why they get up at four in the morning. Listen, when nobody else is sleeping, and the reason why meditation there's a little bit more to this than I'm going to say, but 333, if you've ever heard to meditate at that time, there are a couple reasons, right? Number one, it's just special. Think about the threes. Think about Tesla. That's all I'll put. Think about Nikola Tesla. Think about the threes. And then if you understand what goes on outside with energy, Everybody's lights are out around this time. <laughs> Nobody else's thought projections are ripping through the atmosphere. And if they are, they're so tanked and tore up that nobody's paying attention. But that's it. Like, this is the calmest you'll ever find that part of the world. <laughs> right when you get up at these, these moments and you're like, oh, my God, why do I feel so much different? Well, this is the reason why there's success habits, right? The reason why certain people do certain things in this reality to escape maybe a certain reality that so many of us, right, are all scraping to get out of. Let's never forget that part. You know, this has been liberating for me this time around. Literally refusing to tank cars, Sending the work to somebody else so they can just do them and just send me a percent. That was nice. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think about that before. Silly, silly me. Anyway, and then, you know, making an affirmation to the universe that, yes, I am done doing this. It doesn't serve me. But, hey, I like doing houses. That's easy. And you know which ones I want. Well, sure enough, I got a call already to go price out a house, right? 
You know, if I were to teach anything in this world to anybody on this podcast, the belief system that we create is what really keeps us going in the right direction. Deeper the content, deeper the belief. I believe that's what gets everybody through their ascension process. You know, you fall into the content, good old information, information error, right? And it starts to sculpt your brain in a different way. It shows you that there are truths to this reality that many can't see. But at the end of the day, is anybody there with me that you really feel like you have to shut it all off, what you know, just and kind of like fall back into society is just nobody knowing what you know. I must feel like that. You know, we could talk about it. We could be open about it. But, you know, I would rather do that like Wayne Dyer or Siguru, right, where you're just sitting there and answering questions. It gets exhausting for this to be everyday life. It really does. And I find myself hanging around with certain people that I'm like just jabberjawing about, man, like I could see this, right? And what this does to me is it takes me out of the now. And this is the reason why, and I don't know if others have to do this, that I had to reevaluate a lot and then look at people, places, things and go, okay, I'm trying to help somebody, but is this serving anybody else, right? At the end of the day, is me helping this one human being going to take away from all these other human beings, right? Because that's where I'm at in my process. Like, I look at everything as, all right, of course I want to be financially abundant. We all do. I don't want to have to work. I want to go outside and enjoy whatever I do. So for me, right, it's just back to the alignment, right? Back to everything, back to going over it all, right? Look, everybody's got a really good chance to look at what this is like through my life of, the whole purpose part, right? We all want to help. I want to help everybody. But do I want to do it on a one-on-one basis to people with their problems? No, and trust me, nobody should do that. Nobody. Uh, we should just let people figure. Don't get me wrong. I guess if they come to you and that's your job, all right, cool. Just in my experience, <laughs> my experience, it's just a little bit easier just to look for the things that, you really don't mind doing, right? Like, I don't mind making areas nice. I've really found, like, a passion over here through John and going through this that why are city streets so dirty? Why is there so much trash? Like, why can't human beings get to common denominator that, hey, we are the issue. We need to fall in line. We need to become more aware we need to look around like we have neighbors, we have friends, we have people, you know, the device really sucked many of us just into that poop soup can and so many can't get out. I hope others are aligned with me on the whole cell phone thing. I feel like it's important to kind of start looking at this thing and going, yeah, I don't need you anymore. That's an illusion. You know, if people keep living in, in the ideology that the cell phone's a tool, well, it's a tool. Well, well, let's, let's, let's check this out. When I need a hammer, I go in the toolbox and get out the hammer that's needed in the present moment, right? 
But if I need a wrench or a blowtorch or anything, right? Now, I don't know how many of you carry tools on your body 24 hours a day. Pat, I will take no one for $10 million. Because who wants to carry around, right? And now think about this. If you're a person that, that considers phones a tool, right? Now, I could fall in line with the phone as a tool at times. But most of my life, this phone has treated me like a tool. This phone carries me around and uses the shit out of me just like it uses the shit out of you. We don't carry the phone. The phone carries us. We just haven't figured it out yet. But when you do, when you start looking at your phone and you actually see the consciousness of the phone, like when you look at the phone and go, oh, geez, wow, you, you, you slick little devil, you. Like you could have a laser beam focused, blueprinted, ballparked idea. And literally, if you didn't write it down and you're just floating and you have an active phone, and I mean an active one, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, email, porn, whatever else is taking your mind off of present-day reality, it's gone. People are like, why can't I become successful? Well, it's, it's this little rascal in our hands. And yeah, some of us use it for... For pod- is this a tool to me? No. What's this doing for me? I can't even get people to donate me five hours. <laughs> so honestly, at the end of the day, all these hours of talking to this device where I could have been cranking hours onto something else, right? You just got to look at it. Right? For me, I enjoy it. So I enjoy doing this. It doesn't cause me anything. It makes me speak easier. It makes me watch my horrible words and my horrible language. And it makes me just try to be better and better every day. That's it. Just better and better every day. Every day I wake up, try to be better and better. Get up a little bit earlier. You know, do a little bit more deeper, right? Re- reevaluate all the time. Look at it. You know, is, are you getting sucked off of a timeline here by playing around with this? And, okay, how can we juggle all of it at one time and still make all of it come to life? And that's my life right there. Right, where I don't forget that, hey, the most important part of this journey is the act of service to the planet. <laughs> the planet, the planet, the planet. The people are a part of the planet. See, when you realize that you are the planet, you want to go out there and clean it. You want to go out there and help it. You want to go out and serve it. Because literally, like you heard me the other day, right? I let it all run out again. And I just went and served Dan. And, you know, at the end of that serving, and I'm still sore, two days later, my hands still hurt from sawzalling. My whole entire body hurts. I got to go back and talk to Dan and just be like, hey, I didn't forget you, but I was literally crippled for about two days. And literally, I have been, like, literally. <laughs> in that much pain and discomfort because, man, you don't realize the things that you don't do with your body. Like, you would think because I can jump and do 180s on a vert bicycle at 45 that, Yo, the muscles are all, are all, you know, stretched out. No, not even close. Lordy, oh, lordy, my hands hurt so bad. 
horrible. But these are the things that we should be doing, guys. You know, I quickly see... And I'm trying to... I'm playing a game over here at the same time showing young people, like, yo, this is how easy it is. Look, no money. Active service. Money comes in. Take money. Invest it in this way. That money grows ten times. And hopefully from showing people this, right? That's like my active service right now to help the kids who might be less fortunate on the street a little bit, right? And I always ask myself when I meet these kids, all right, what's keeping them there? Why are they there? You're not the great American hero. Obviously, there's another issue, right? In my life, I feel like sometimes they know <laughs> who I am. And know what I know since we are all reflecting and mirroring and I always see a lot of my old self in these kids and I'm like, oh, I got to help these kids. But at the same time, normally all they want is you just to open up a door. And I've learned not to do that. I've learned to make them try to at least earn that door. And I haven't seen anybody really buckle down and earn, earn yet. But I'm in the middle of that now. And, you know, when I do these things, I'm not going to lie, it puts me underneath a weird pressure. Like, are you making the right decision for yourself? And I'm like, no, we got to take self out. Then again, there's a lot of literature that will tell you, be careful with the spiritual game. <laughs> right? Why do I tell you all this? Because I want you to know what I'm going through. I want you to know that, yes, I, even though I've done this and I've seen where it goes, you know, this one kid's been around for so long and it just intrigues me to know like what is going on if there's a mom there's a dad there's an iphone 11 in your hand why do i feel like uh and this sucks this part sucks i feel almost guilty for this kid's situation and i know it's not my issue i know it's not my fault but i wish there was a magic word i could say to him you know, to get him to realize that he's the only one keeping himself there. And the trick is to go back to mom and dad at a very young age and fix that relationship, especially when you have a 45-year-old man saying, hey, you are that relationship. You created your parents to be exactly who you want them to be. They are sticking their foot up your ass exactly the way that you program them to. And unfortunately, you're not liking it, and you need to stop stomping your feet, right? I see a lot of me in him when I was a young, but, you know, I don't know where the difference in the mentality comes from the switch of hitting the street. I've noticed it's, it's almost like another pandemic for young kids. I see a lot of young kids coming into spiritual content early and just kind of like saying, screw everything. And next thing you know, they're just out here. And it sucks to see because a lot of them has, have talents, like very deep talents, but they just never had the structure for anybody to push them. I see kids who could be probably skateboarding pro, selling weed, carrying guns. It's, uh, yeah. And then, hey, there's another one, right? I look at my own life and I go, all right, Mr. Vibration, Mr. Energy. 
should you be at the skate park around all these young kids that are smoking, you know, weed and doing what they're doing, carrying guns? And, you know, the only thing I could say is somebody's got to be there, right? Somebody's got to show these young kids that are white and black, Puerto Rican, Asian, every color underneath the sun that there are 45-year-old white guys that will come and chill with them and talk to them and let them know that, you know, enjoy it all. Right? Love your life. But you have to love everybody else for any of it to take place for you. See, the problem is everybody gets stuck in self. And I can imagine getting to that point of, yeah, it's probably scary. And you're probably thinking about self all the time, how to do this for self, how to do that for self. But what the homeless don't understand is the second that you would stop picking through the trash can for self and throwing trash over the ground the second you would turn that that mentality and say all right i found myself in a rough situation problem with homelessness is most of it's driven by alcohol and drugs and there's not much you can do about that it's hard enough getting people sober who have opportunity let alone get sober when you're on the street in atlanta the nightlife capital of the world in my eyes, because people still pay cover charges. And um, when it was in its prime before all the corona, I mean, you can imagine how many bars are just chucking things in the dumpster. And that's what I see in Atlanta. Like, these guys are just dumpster bearing, like, just drinking, like, standing at the dumpster getting lit. And it's uh, scary. But what, what allows people to get to that point is just, you know, not having any hope, but not knowing how the game of life is played. And not knowing that the planet is emotions and feelings and you're part of it. And if you can link up to the planet, you start letting the planet help you and you help the planet. See, if homeless people just paid more attention to cleaning the streets, they have a lot less homeless people. Because a mother nature would grant them back. That's when that $50 bill would go blown by their feet. Or, you know, maybe they they have that moment of clarity in a dream and they wake up and go, maybe I should be sober today. And then bang, that job opportunity just lands on their feet, right? Like boom, right off the street. And you know, I look at people at that low, I'm like, wow, imagine the awakening from there. Eckhart Tolle, right? Imagine the awakening from that moment. But the good thing is you're already in a full surrender. You got nothing else to lose. But that's what gets me pretty deeply too, that you could show people miracles. You could say, hey, look, I'm just like you, man. Look, take all the, all the stuff away that you see, right? And let's all remember that two years ago, I started with a whole different bag of stuff Right, and here we are two years later sitting in a $2,100 a month loft, right, with no, like, I didn't have any more opportunity than anybody else who's stuck on the street right now, right? I literally dumped myself off in a motel, and then once the joblessness kicked in, hey, that was the same road as everybody else, right? Except I never could see that for myself ever in my reality, ever. So the fact I have that belief that that's impossible, 
keeps that experience well, well, well away, no matter who you're playing with. So this is my life. This is what I got going on right now. Um, and, you know, I'm going to always continue to try to help people. Are they a lot quicker stents this time? Yeah, I pay attention more. And remember that at the end of the day, for me, the hardest part of doing all this, and I think I keep doing it, it's, it's almost like a test of myself because, you know, it's hard not to have people do something in your experience that doesn't line up with you and you go into your head real quick, right? I do these things on purpose. I, I, I align myself to certain people because I want to know where my thoughts are at all times. So when I'm doing these things, I'm doing them to pay attention to myself and pay attention to, you know, do I have it together, right? Am I doing the right thing? Are my thoughts aligned? You know, or am I still living in the old ways of, you know, having a bad mind? These are tests. Why do we test ourselves this deeply? Sorry. In the middle of something real quick. <laughs> because how else are we ever going to know, right, if, if we don't test ourselves? What, what fun would the game be if we don't test ourselves? But at the end of the day, you're just a damn program. That's it. You're just a program, and right now I'm just, I'm programmed into this spiritual being who was standing up for society through Facebook, <laughs> Facebook Lives. And, um, yeah, I finally got that we just have to be, be, be silent, be by ourselves, be wireless, be social free. I haven't talked about that too much just because I get tired of talking, but what a good brand to start right now. Ding, ding, ding. He's like how I throw it out there, out there in the universe, right? Um, that's the last thing I have time for. But I will have a shirt available through Leaf Over Liquor that is called Social Free. And it will be just a bullet going through a cell phone because <laughs> that's how my... My cell phone story is going to end with a bullet, but I'm getting ready to edit some video for the nonprofit and just put together some things so people would see what's, what's going on outside, that there's Dan's out there with Sawzalls that want to cripple 45-year-old men by accident. <laughs> Insane. I like literally. If you don't know what a sawzall is, it's the one with the blade that sticks out the front, right? You see, use a lot of guys use it for like sheetrock, fiberglass, cut metal. Like you know, a little thing goes, tick, 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 pops out the front, back in, right? Imagine cutting down a freaking a tree with that. Like a lot of a tree. Like a lot, a lot of a tree. And imagine that blade getting stuck in between logs and it's going and ripping your hands apart. Yeah, not much fun, but 
Well, guys, I hope you're, yeah, whatever's going on over there, I, I hope you're getting through it. The best advice I can get you is the more you ignore it, the easier it all gets. Even the separation periods and the, yeah, the old pattern, just don't even just, yeah, it's all good. At the end of the day, it's all good. I think that's the most important part, but I love y'all. I mean that. been saying it for a while. I hope everybody has, blah, 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 blah. I hope everybody has a beautiful Saturday. I'm diving into this computer. Bye.